Steve, I actually started my my timer on time this week. All right, look at us go. We're on People might not get there. as much money, might, might, might get as much value though. I don't know. You know, I mean, hey, after our marathon episode That's last, true. Which, probably need a that was a, that was a, that was yeah. So this will, yeah. I think this will be an average podcast. Um, average not, length, no, average length, of course, not in not. In, content quality go. that's, there we go. that's you're going to get above average from us because that's why you tune in and listen to this podcast which is entitled stuff summer says with steve 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 we have got a hodgepodge of, of stuff to talk about and uh, i'm going to be honest if you are tuning in for penn state talk you're probably not going to get any of it uh, this week uh so i think uh i think that's on the agenda got tom brady to talk about uh, we've got the Olympics to talk about. We've got all-star games slash the pro rule and this week's old guy, young guy, which I'm very excited about because you brought this to my attention. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your take. Um, before we begin though, Steve, I do, I do think we need to just pause for a second and, and acknowledge, you know, it's been a rough week for a lot of, there's a lot of college of comm listeners. Um, Kurt Chandler passed away, uh, earlier this week, massively influential, um, person at, at Penn State's College of Comp, just massively influential on so many people's careers. And, and one of those people that genuinely cared about every single thing that you did, uh, when, especially when it came to the College of Comp. My first College of Comp class was with him. I forget which one it was. I think I ended up having two classes with him when it was all said and done, but always took time to, to care. That was yeah, I think thing. big classes are small. Like, I mean, he had Com 271, which is a big class, big multimedia class, and then smaller classes when he was working with kids on projects or independent sessions or anything. He, he touched, you know, our international reporting class. He touched our TV productions. He just was involved. He had ideas. He was creative. He cared. Um, it's a big loss. Um, it, it'll, it'll reverberate for a little while. I mean, even when he was, was diagnosed, he was still teaching remotely. Like, that was one of the things with with the virus, he could still teach remotely and, and, and still cared as much and still was as passionate and still was checking stuff on social and liking things up until, you know, the last week or so. So big loss for us. Um, but, but what a legacy, which is, which is just going to be wonderful. Very few things made my day as much as when I put out a piece of collegiate content and Kurt Chandler liked it because you knew <laughs> that you hit a home run. If he liked it, that was, you knew you were in the right direction. Yeah. Cause he was reading it. That's true. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, so uh, I guess we've got a lot happened in, in media sphere. This is a very media focused podcast this week. Um, I think the biggest thing, I think it was Saturday. We heard that Tom Brady may or may not have been retiring. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, Adam Schefter, and I forget who the other reporter was off the top of my head, uh, basically just put it out there that he, he was announcing his retirement. And then he kind of, Tom Brady kind of sort of walked that back and said, well, I haven't really made up my mind and I've got more to think about. And uh, it was just kind of an awkward situation. And then all of a sudden, here we are. And Tom Brady now retired. I have some takes on this, but I kind of want to hear your perspective first before I, I ramble. 
I think the ESPN probably reporters probably did their job and knew what they were doing and had sources and were right. Um, I think Jim Gray, who does the Monday night podcast with Brady um, every week and who I've, I don't, I have, I guess not, I have a hard spot for, I guess you have a soft spot for what you like. I have a hard spot for, for, for Jim Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's, I, I you know, um, then, then you know, his Monday night podcast is like, oh, those those reports took away your chance for to share or took your story away. Well, the reporters were doing their job. Like, I mean, it wasn't. I don't understand what what, what the questioning was there. Mm-hmm. And then, better yet, Brady still doesn't share anything on that podcast. And the next morning, comes out and shares what he's doing, which is fine, I guess. It just feels like people were used a little bit, and I'm not used. I don't know. It just it just wasn't genuine from start to finish he was he was playing a game the whole time which is fine he can do that but then don't try to be above the fray later and say well you know what are you doing to me why aren't you giving me a chance that kind of stuff steve i think i i, I think i kind of disagree with you i think very few people in the sports sphere have the right to be annoyed i think tom brady is, has the right to be annoyed that of, of the way the show shook out i think i i I guess I think he should have, it should have been his story to tell his whatever to tell. Um, Does Adam Schefter telling me that news change my life as much as Tom Brady telling me that news changed my life? I think I'm a little more surprised if, if Tom Brady tells me that news than, than Adam Schefter first. My biggest thing with it is this isn't a contract signing. This isn't a, any other uh, any other signing or anything like that this is a retirement this is something extremely personal i feel at least for for someone like that let them share it um and i can i certainly can understand it from that perspective maybe he probably shouldn't have been talking about it the way he was ahead of time i think that if you're gonna do this be quiet about it and just do it and, and surprise a lot of people so to speak um what weirdly I keep thinking about, and this this thought keeps popping in my head, I find it very. I'm I'm not surprised that Schefter broke the news, but I am somewhat surprised that it was Schefter that broke the news in the sense that they both went to Michigan, and I feel like sometimes people who go to Michigan, and this isn't. Like this isn't because I'm a Penn State. I just feel like they they look out for one another, much way the same way Penn Staters do. And to me, I, it just felt interesting that it was the Michigan guy breaking it. So you do have to wonder how he got that information. I'm sure, Schefter knows a lot of people and gets a lot of text messages. That was that was the interesting part of it. I think if it was if I was in Adam Schefter's shoes and it was. <laughs> the Penn state version of, of Tom Brady. Let's go with Christian Hackenberg. I, I think I would have, I think I would have said, Hey, to that person, Hey, I have this, I'm going to tweet it. Or uh, is it okay? Would you like to announce it on your own terms? The one it's, it's one of those, what does this one get much like we talk about with covering Penn state football? What does, what does this one get really worth for me to break? And I think that's that's fair. I, I guess following that logic, then I feel then I feel bad for Jim Gray, right? 
because he's got a show with the guy that they've been doing together for for years on a couple of years at least several years on monday nights where they have a relationship this is where where tom bears his soul nationally along with the 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 deal he has for for boston radio in the mornings each week and here you are the the day after it was reported that it wasn't so you're going to defend him but it's also the, the night before he actually does do it so i'm i may actually feel a little bad for jim gray in that instance then like if you have that forum, why why not use it then? When I think even when he made his decision to go to Tampa, I was really surprised. I don't think Jim Gray was the first person to kind of report it. I think Brady did it on his own. But I kind of sort of as I feel like there's been multiple times where certain athletes, when they retire, they give it to that one beat writer that they've always kind of sort of had around. And I think Jim Gray for him is is that. I was surprised that Jim Gray was not the one that broke broke this story. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're going to defer and let the guy have his moment, which, okay, it's, it's been two decades of success, fine, go ahead, have your moment, and, 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 it, and I'll go with you on the ESPN or somebody else reporting it. But then you got to do it on the, for, the forum that's been yours, mm-hmm. that you've had a partner, or, or you're just, you know, screwing the guy over. Like, it's just, you know, which mm-hmm. scares me then about him. And it's the same thing with a lot of guys, but it's, it's that part that scares me then about them. We're going to, we're going to, somebody's going to fawn all over Tom Brady and offer him a big amount of money to talk about football on TV. And I don't know that he's ever going to, how's he going to find a mindset to serve, serve fans when that's something he's never really ever done before, unless they find a way to pull it out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a TV kind of guy to me. Like, I don't know if I want to hear if, like, it's almost he's almost too smart. I don't know if I want to hear it from from him. It would have to be a total this personality before. change, right? Like he's yeah. so smart and played the cards so tight and not shared anything, but to see him then open up would just feel kind of weird. He's, yeah, he's way too calculated in everything, a single thing he does. And I think even for me, I I, I still think that that was one of the weird parts of this was the fact that he said nothing about the Patriots and his and his thank you. Um, in his his Instagram post about retiring. I, I still kind of sort of think it was weird, even the way he announced that he was retiring. As multiple people pointed out, it's no different than a college football recruit announcing that they're tra- decommitting. That's, that's basically what it felt like. It, was, it looked like a notes app. I, I wonder if there was something in the works and it just kind of got botched by that Schefter report. Maybe or maybe he's done. Maybe maybe he'll be, God, I'd be so shocked. Maybe he'll be the one guy that says, you know what? I'm retiring from my family and wife and I'm going to spend time with him. And he actually does it because that's the other thing with taking a TV gig. I mean, not that the, you don't lose the offseason, but you still lose the offseason. There's still offseason prep with a TV gig because you deal with sponsors. You deal with a network. You, you go to practice session. I mean, you, you practice the broadcast piece. But if you do TV football, if he were to do games, and I can't imagine, but maybe somebody would tell him that he's going to be good you're out of the house at these three days and another day would travel. Right. I mean, you just are. Right. And so you can't say, Hey, it's the family I'm spending time with and I'm going to be in green Bay and the, all these places for, for 15 or 16 weeks. It just it's, doesn't make sense. Although they all say it and they all then do it. So we'll see. And I, and I don't think there's lightning in a bottle there with any kind of imitation of the Manning cast. The Manning cast is unique. I mean, there's like, there's going to be people who repeat it and try to find something for their networks. But that thing isn't lightning in a bottle. It's just repeatable because of the people that are involved. Right. 
yeah, it's just we saw a good idea. Let's try to try to mimic it. But I think with the Manning cast, what makes them is like, I mean, did you did you see the SNL Peyton Manning? Yeah, it, it's truly one of the funniest segments SNL's had in years. And I think this has been SNL's best season in multiple years. But he's just he's hilarious. Like he is he's over the top hilarious. Tom Brady is not that personality. I, if, to me, he's just Bill Belichick Jr. And I know he does have a little bit of a snarky attitude sometimes, but it's, I don't know. I don't find him as interesting. I don't want him on TV. Um, he may be super competitive and whatever else. And if there's a way to pull that competitiveness and that edge out on TV, and, and but then you'd, it feels like he'd be breaking some confidences or talking about some people. I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I know he has the offers and people are interested. I just, I just don't, it, I don't see it. And I don't know that I want to see it. Yeah, I think that's exactly where I'm at with it. I, I just, I think at the end of the day, he just kind of does this, the thing that LeBron is doing is goes and starts a Hollywood movie studio type thing and makes money that way. Well, or, he's got, a, he's got a money and he's got relationships and he's, you know, yeah, got connections. So why not? All right. Um, anything else you want to want to discuss there about Mr. Brady? No, I'm hoping no, we don't see him, but I'm sure we might. Yeah, I'm, I'm darn Tom Brady retired. I, I don't know if you saw, you probably wouldn't get this this joke, but there was a, um, there was, I think it was maybe the Bills or, or one of the teams in the same division as the Patriots. They tweeted the SpongeBob when Squidward was upset that SpongeBob is, <laughs> is moving away. It was that same vibe. Yeah. So that, that to me is exactly how I felt about Tom yeah. Brady That's fair. Uh, retiring. All right, um, moving on, Steve. The Winter Olympics have technically already started as the time of we're doing this podcast. Um, kind of sort of two days now, full in swing, even though the opening ceremony isn't until tomorrow morning, which is Friday morning, but that's <laughs> Friday night. I, it, math, time zones, I'm very bad with time zones. If, if you've traveled with me during time zones, you know. Um, anyways. I don't know about you. I am well. Actually, I I don't. Let me let me just say this. I don't know about you. I'm very excited for the Olympics. That being said, I feel as though a lot of people are not excited about the Olympics slash did not know that the Olympics were happening. And I think you may be one of those people that were just like, oh yeah, by the way, that's happening. I knew they were coming. I, I happily stumbled over curling last night because there was nothing on TV. So I got some, was it mixed doubles curling in the preliminary <laughs> rounds? Big fan of having that as background noise and, and kind of watching. Um, I'm not, there's not any personalities that, that I think I'm missing. Uh, the hockey team, right? I mean, you know, you think about the, the grade, the big high profile casual fan things. I don't know that there's anything that, I, that I'm dying to see. I'm sure we'll watch a lot of curling. And the new, the, the newfangled stuff, there you go with your, your old, old words, my old words, newfangled stuff like that there, you know, snowboarding <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, you know, they're just making stuff up to give out, give out wow. gold necklaces and silver necklaces and bronze <laughs> necklaces at some point. Wow. Spicy. My, it wasn't, it, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it was a recreational wasn't a sport. Well, exactly. Right. So I, I, just haven't built that, I haven't built that bridge yet. I'm sorry. They're great athletes. It's entertaining. I just haven't built that bridge mentally for my entertainment. So uh, 
I'm excited because I, I think I'm generally more of a winter sports fan. I, and I am also very tuned into the winter sports. Um, that being said, do you feel like it was NBC's? It is NBC's fault that we aren't excited. What, or do you feel like it's, we just had the Olympics late last year in the summer. Do you feel like, not to get political, but to get political, like the geopolitical issues with China and, and all of that going on? Or is it just like, you, it, the, you just don't care? No, historically, right, the, the geopolitical stuff should be something you, you, you use to goose the ratings, right? You have, you have good guys and bad guys. So t- typically, that's a wonderful backdrop for the Olympics. I think it's in part, they just happened. I think it's in part NBC's, I don't know, they could have done more, but because they have it everywhere. I mean, they, they've done what they're supposed to do on, on the main network. They've got Peacock. They've got the other channels. I think it's in part the NFL, right? The Super Bowl isn't over yet. They're going to be starting while it's, you know, finishing. Um, and I think it's a victim of of the saturation and, and less people watching TV in general, right? Like the, the things drop off, you know, maybe not as many people were watching them five or 10 years ago. And the Olympics weren't, the, the opening ceremonies were and whatever else. And yes, the, the, the ice skating with, with, with Kerrigan years ago got big ratings. I, I just think there's just not as many casual. I think it's, there's not many casual fans watching. Hardcore fans have more options now and can get what they want. They can get all the hockey. They can get all the ice dancing. They can get all the ski jumping on, on different platforms and channels. And I think that's great. Um, you know, I just... I don't know. I think maybe maybe an old guy. Maybe maybe there's a there's an age thing that works, um, but I, I don't get a, a consensus. And it's the lack of coverage too. That's the other thing. We as we talked about two weeks ago, ESPN isn't sending anybody. The people that are there don't have super access to the athletes, so it makes it harder to do the work. So I think all those things conspire against it being super successful and super culturally re- relevant, and people championing it as they have in the past. It does feel against it once again feel weird the whole all of covid kind of sneaking in into it so to speak this this time around again it, that does feel like it was throwing it off even today when i was watching the women's hockey game it was, it was very noticeable there weren't fans and i think because we've watched so much with fans now again it's very noticeable like again when it is without fans i do think something interesting you said there it has dawned on me in the last couple of years. I can't remember the last time I watched the opening ceremonies. I think Beijing, the the summer games in Beijing, maybe the London Olympics, that was like must tune in sports or moment of television. To me, the opening ceremonies just are, have gotten very boring. And that's not maybe not necessarily, I just have no desire to watch them. I feel like maybe it's one of those things we've now seen it so many times. And you're certainly older than me. So you've probably seen it even more times. I, I think maybe that's got something to do with it. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there is less winter Olympic hype than even last time when they went to Pyeongchang. I think, and I think you've, you're comparing relatively apples to apples there because the NHL isn't, didn't go that time and, and isn't going this time. I mean, that is the event of the Olympics right. for everybody on, on this half of the world, at least. Um, 
Yeah, and, and not to begrudge the, the hundreds of athletes, the 290 some athletes from the United States, which I think is like the second biggest contingent ever, that are that have busted their backsides to get there and compete. All all due respect to them. That's wonderful, and I, and I hope they're successful. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's it's once every four years. We're a little less interested, and in, and you know I hope they do well, but I don't know if there's anybody that I that I'm waiting and desperately wanting wanting to tune in to see. Um, John White, was, Chloe Kim, no, 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 no. My do you curlers, even know, man. What, do you even know what what no event they do? You don't no. know what. Jeez, they're snowboarders. This is why well, I see you're picking on me. I I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on you. Those are the those are are the two two out of three U.S. winter sports that go down a hill on a. It's a form true. of a board or two boards. <laughs> those those would be third would be Michaela. Right. I mean, it's been so like for me, it was Bill Johnson, right? Like who was out of the nope. out of the yeah right downhill skier, the year you were born or the year after you were born, probably. Like this unknown, you know, U.S. downhill skier who ends up getting a medal, right? Which was great, and, and I think that's the other thing too. The networks were more, where they were somewhat complicit, more complicit in the day, which is probably a bad thing than they are now because they had time to package these stories and they try and you only got what they were fed. So maybe, maybe we're better off with it being this way. Cause you're getting some more straight stuff and you're just getting to watch it and people aren't telling you too much what to think. So maybe I was, you know, the victim of big media and the, the three networks keeping us out of trouble or keeping us in trouble and letting us know what to do. Maybe we were indoctrinated in some way. Let me ask you this though, Steve. How much do you love John Schuster and the U.S. men's curling team? They're fun, right? Like it's just, it, it, and that's one of those ones, right? We've had these discussions. What sport do you think you could do, right? And that's one you'd probably look at and say, yeah, I could do. Yeah, I don't think. So. I, I know for a fact. I, I mean, if you've ever been on ice on in on sneakers before, it is. I ice skated from the time I was five years old until I was eighteen, pretty much every single day of the week. And it's impossible to move around in sneakers. I would not be able to curl. Um, but man, I, 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 like you said, like curling is one of those perfect background noise sports. Like you don't need to pay attention to it the whole time. But nope. I will say, honestly, in the last five years, one of the best sports memories I have have was staying up and watching the 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 curling gold medal match the last time the last olympics and i will have to do the same thing again hopefully this year yeah i mean and that's it was different it was something that hadn't happened before I mean, you think about it you get cynical over stuff you've seen before or unimpressed that was totally different they seem down to earth they seem like every day you know but like you said it's not something everybody can do so that's what makes it fun too oh, all right um anything else you're excited for about the olympics uh Women's hockey is pretty much just a formality of just waiting for Russia or the the Americans in the in Canada to play. Um, even the, even with the injury, the U.S. is, a, is yeah, a, is but they'll be fine. They'll be out? fine. I mean, they'll they'll be fine. I, I, I'm not terribly concerned. It does suck that Brianna Decker's out. She's probably she's probably my favorite women's player. Um, she just plays a, a good way, but they'll they'll be fine. It's kind of sort of replace type thing. Next you one. know, I think like bobsled and skeleton are always fun to peek in on, right? Just because it's 
so different, right? And, and, and those kind of things. So I'll probably peek in on some of that. And I do like downhill. I mean, the downhill skiing is interesting to me. I, I ice skating, I don't, I don't figure skating still haven't figured out. Mm -hmm. No, I I know it's bad when they crash into the wall Mm -hmm. and fall. And I, otherwise it's, it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty, pretty accurate. Um, the other big one for me is cross country skiing. And I think it's just simply because we don't really get to see it any other time of, because you, I do not know how to stream cross country skiing. So does that make Nordic combined better than even better than cross country skiing? I don't know. That one kind of stresses me out. Like it's, it's, it stresses you out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, then you got all of that. Like you got all of that to deal with. I don't know. I do like the biathlons though. Those are fun. That's fair. Like, no, I think there's a lot of good things about it. I just, we'll see what shows up on the TV those nights. And, I, and like a lot of TV shows, you know, on NBC go away. Like, so the old, this is us stuff isn't come back till after the Olympics. So I guess I got to watch something on NBC some night. So we'll see. Yeah, that on my Netflix streaming. Sounds like you're an NBC family. Yes. In the winter, it's tough. We'll see. Sports. Football season's over. I'm waiting till football season again. Well, I got news for you. You're going to be waiting a little bit. All right, moving on. Um, You're at an interesting point in the year, especially now that the NFL season pushes back later. Um, I think maybe for the first time ever, the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game are on the same weekend. And as we sit here chatting right now, all of the NBA All-Stars are getting announced. Um, Obviously, baseball's All-Star Game is in the summer. Steve, I'm springing a question on you. When you when you brought up this topic in our our, our pitch meeting, so to speak, our very lengthy pitch meeting, um, my question for you is simply this. What is the best all-star game? Right now, it's... Wow. They put you on the spot, didn't they? No, I knew you were going to ask. And I, I, I don't know that any of them were super good. I mean, I'll watch the Pro Bowl just because I like football more. I, baseball ruined the all-star game with the tie, you know, however many years ago it's been and whatever else and stopping the game. Um, it might be hockey in some ways because it, it still feels like the most like the actual sport that's played. Um, and it's actually a little better because it's more wide open. And it, and it might, it might be in terms of pure, if you love that, that game, that might be the best one of the bunch because it's not the all-star game in terms of baseball, because it's just a pitcher here, a pitcher there. The competition doesn't really matter anymore. There's no bragging rights at stake even before there was a competition. And the Pro Bowl, nobody's trying, everybody's trying to not get hurt. So, and it's football. Like, it, there's just not much you can do when people aren't really competing. So, but more people watch that one than the other one because it's football. I think for me, I think I would go baseball as, as number one. And here simply because it is not to be cheesy, but very woven into like summer. I think that's a like you have pretty much two things to look forward to all summer in terms of things to do. It's the fourth of July and then watch the all star game. Um, they just kind of happen back to back weeks. I would probably go hockey number two. The NBA is, has jumped the NFL simply because of the, the Elam, Elam ending where they, they set the score to a, a certain score. Like, I will stop. I don't watch any NBA at all. But I will stop what I am doing doing once they get to that point in the All-Star game, and I will turn that on because I think it's super fascinating because then the, they're actually best on best, truly. Like, you can tell they're actually 
trying and being competitive. Um, sure. The Pro Bowl has never interested me at all. I think it's I think it's massively boring. Oh, I don't think it's an entertaining. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think, but people just watch it because it looks like football, right? I mean, they, they've tried different access with it and things like that. And it just, it's never going to be a great competitive game. I mean, you know, maybe 30 or 40 years ago when you got an extra bit of money for it, people cared and they were trying. But I mean, they're happy that people are happy to get the trip to Vegas this year, I guess with their families and their agents and whatever else and get some decent weather and get their, their contract bonus for making the all pro game. If, if, if they had one on their, their stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, they've all gotten a little out and they're working on how to make it, you know, tonight, I guess, what ESPN has the skills competition and whatever else. And you're trying to find ways to do that. They did it. What is it? It's been about 10 years when they did the, the, the race on the beach in Hawaii and the Bengals running back blew out his knee was like a rookie was a rookie for the Bengals. I think it was, or someone hurt his knee. And then they went away from that kind of stuff for a while, at least on the beach, or, you know, and trying to do skill stuff. Cause they didn't want somebody to get hurt, not doing something that mattered that mattered even less. Um, and I guess baseball, you get the, the pitcher batter matchups, right? Like you get somebody facing somebody <laughs> that hasn't seen him before. So that can be interesting. And I do understand for, especially for your generation that didn't grow up with interleague play, how important that moment was where you would get, you know, somebody from the AL facing, uh, you know, a Yankees pitcher facing or, or Roberto Clemente or, or someone like that, that you would never really get to see that matchup other than a world series. Um, and the marketing it, of the uniforms in baseball, like it used to be home team, you know, wore the dark uniforms, the visitors wore the white and you brought your own uniform, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Right. Then you were seeing that on the field. Now we've got to have the all-star specific uniform because, you know, we might be able to sell that merch somewhere down the line. I don't know. Hey, there's money to be made out there. I do think, though, you were getting on, getting to this point, or at least I, you were talking about this, so I'm now getting to this point. That the best part of the All Star Game is not is for none of them is the game itself. It is the night before competition of like the NFL right now is doing their Pro Bowl skills thing. It looks like Micah Parsons just won, beat Tyree Kill in a race, which is wildly impressive. Um, the NHL one is far more interesting than the actual game, in my opinion, because you want to know who can skate the fastest, who can shoot the puck the fastest, who is the most accurate shooter. Um, that, that to me is, is my favorite. I look forward to that more than I do the, the actual game. Um, the home run derby is still one of the most must watch sporting events of the year for me. I think even now when I'm not as tuned into baseball and even the slam dunk competition, I will tune into the slam dunk dunk competition um, just because it's interesting. And and the three point shooting competition also is, is is very interesting to me, to me, that's the better part of an all-star weekend than, than this. But I think we would be remiss not to say that, the best part of any all-star weekend of course is the taco bell legends and celebrity uh all-star all-star softball game it does have some interesting um that's what he says interest participants right like i mean you know <laughs> some, some the crowd right because they're always trying to figure out who they you know, i'm sure the i, I would love you would love to be in the meetings when they figure out hey who are we gonna who are we gonna get to get on these teams right well we need these personalities because we're in this market well this person's kind of famous what about this this still kind of hanging on singer you know what gets us into this demographic that we think is going to matter you know and, and i don't know that it it's kind of funny I, I doubt that it does matter right like if you look at 
who watches the Legends softball game. Like, I can't believe the meter has moved in terms of viewership over the years the, uh, on who's, uh, depending on who's in the game, right? So it's just, it's... A lot of the time, you don't even know who's in the game until you no. turn on the game. No, like, you, you knew you knew Mike and Mike were in it for a couple years in a row because they beat, beat that drum, you know, religiously when they're on their ESPN radio morning show. I think when they were in Pittsburgh for the All-Star game in whatever, 94, Meatloaf was in the game. You know, so that was that was kind of neat. But yeah, you just get this odd mix of of A, A minus and B celebrities and musicians and and sports media types that they think will interest the fans. It's, it's the best best sporting event of the year. Best sporting event of the year. All right. Anything else you want to say about the All-Star Games? Are you going to watch? Will you watch any of the NHL festivities? What about the Pro Bowl? No, because that's you- Sunday, right? You don't even know what time they are. So. No, sun, Sunday I've got other sports stuff going on. Sunday is the, the Pink Zone game at Penn State. So uh, we're raising money for breast cancer for women, and that's an all-day-long thing with the charity auction and everything else. So, And an online auction, if you've listened this far into the broadcast, go to the pink, pinkzone.com website, and there's lots of cool memorabilia there hmm. that you can bid on. There's some Penn State stuff. There's hmm. some Friar Muth, and there's some hmm. – um, who else? Saquon and whatever else. So – and if you're, yeah, there's a, there's a good, there's a bunch of stuff there. I am going there. But that's now. my Sunday. I know I need to show that a little harder on their social no, media channels. I, am, in a couple days. I gotta check the online action. I gotta check this out. Pink Zone game is, was always, is always one of the best moments of, of the year at Penn State Athletics. I, yeah, it'd be exciting to have it back in person. I mean, I know yeah. they won't have a huge, huge crowd like they've had in the past, but it'll be exciting to have it back in person and going on. And, and they're the only, the Pink Zone's the only like, separate nonprofit that does this in the country out of all the, the, the division one schools. So that's a special thing for the university. I think is cool. So that's my Sunday. That's why I don't know what time they are. Well, the NHL Oster game is Saturday at three 30 uh, or at three and the skills competition is at seven 30 on, on what on Friday Sunday, night. On Friday night. On well, Friday night, yeah. there's a wrestling match. So no, I'm stuck. Ah, I'm are, you going, are you going, are you going to the wrestling match? Yeah. It's Penn state, Ohio. It's the big BJC. It's the BJC duel. So. So I got white on Friday night and pink on Sunday. So there's your Penn State talk for the for the show. Tell you what, that wrestling match the other night that was that was exhilarating. Love love to watch some wrestling. Don't know how how the rolling rolls work, but let me tell you what. When, did you when watch? I, it? Yes, I did. I watched every okay. every bout, and then when I people from Iowa are upset, it is nothing makes me happier. That's the greatest thing in the world. It's and those two guys are idiots. So sorry, but we have listeners out there. But those two guys are all over Iowa. Over the, they've been crazy since they were student athletes or just athletes. Oh man, there's a waffle shop gift card on on here. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I'm going stuff. through the yeah. There's a lot yeah, there of good go. stuff here. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on, Steve. You can set up this week's old guy, young guy. Oh yeah. So I sent. I so in the in the, the big long pre-show meeting. And Idea Fest, I was curious about because I, I think my my game in this area is very poor. Um, <laughs> I asked Darian about shoes. Like I don't know if it's an old guy, young guy thing or not, but I just have no. I, I'm I'm at a loss for what to wear if I go out someplace semi nice. Like beyond, like I have dress dress shoes like that feel like you know, and then I have like sneakers or running shoes or whatever. I don't have a tweener that's like, like a casual night at like meeting friends at some bar somewhere, unless sneakers are acceptable. I don't know if they're acceptable at 50 something. 
And maybe they're not even acceptable at 20 something. Maybe I should have grown up before that and had nice shoes. That's what I'm, I don't know. Why are you laughing? I just, the way bearing you are, my, you are my soul this. about my shoes and that's S-O-U-L, not S-O-L-E. Look what I did there. And I'm just curious. Okay. So I'm just, I'm, let me, I'm just trying to think here. How many, <laughs> how many pairs of shoes I rotate through. So I have two pairs of sneakers. I, I usually buy a new pair of sneakers roughly every year and then make, make a, make the previous pair last another it dropped down like like oh you like i wore those to go to the store but wouldn't necessarily always wear those to go to the store um i have another pair of like slip-on shoes that i got at old navy those are if if i was going if you said hey we're going to to liberty downtown mm-hmm I would probably wear those shoes. Okay. Um, then I've got dress shoes, of course. So pretty much anytime I go into the office, I wear those. Um, and then I've got just a pair of Tims. Okay. That's that's my shoe. And 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 I will in the winter I will wear the, the boots more often than than the sneakers just because I think it keeps my feet warm. But I am not like a sneakerhead. I, I enjoy looking at shoes, but I just, I can't justify spending that much money on something that's just going to sit on the shelf that I can only, that I'm only going to wear like twice a year. Right. Um, I recently had a, a shoe self issue for years. I've bought Nike shoes years, probably since I was 10 years old, maybe even younger and and nike just didn't have anything that i liked and i was like i'm not gonna spend i think it was like 80 bucks i'm like i'm not gonna spend 80 bucks on a pair of shoes just to buy a pair of nikes so i bought a pair of under armor shoes extremely comfortable still feel weird wearing under armor shoes and not nike (laughs) shoes though so that being said i think that's where i am at with my sneakers i also do have the penn state sneakers which are super comfortable. Um, would recommend ones that are like all branded the with Nike, tongue in the yeah, back. The Nike ones. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I have those. Um, I have two pairs of those. Um, what What is your shoe situation like, Steve? Are so you I, just... have t- I have two pairs of Brooks running shoes, one which is old, like really old. They're like blue ones, and I just use those on the elliptical in the house or the rowing machine in the house. They're like house sneakers, sort of thing. They've, they've done their miles, but they're clean on the soles, so they're good. There's a black pair of black and gray pair of Brooks like ghost things that I run in or they're like if I'm going to wear sneakers to work probably those like someday if it's really casual there's um two pair of dress shoes like a black pair and a brown pair kind of like wingtip but not super spit and polish wingtip things and then there's a pair of Columbia like little hiking boots like like three-quarter inch high like comfortable hiking boot kind of things and that's it now I have a pair of cowboy boots and I would wear those if we went to like some you know, they're dressier. You know, I would wear those if we went someplace more rural for out, or if we were like whatever. If I went to the we went to the concert a few weeks ago, I would wear those kind of thing. But I don't know. I just I, I don't like the the brown. I don't like the black shoes for for like just going out for dinner with jeans tight. Like if I'm just wearing jeans or something, I don't have a pair. If I'm like kind of dressier jeans like that, I'm going to wear with. But I should probably be the dress shoes instead of the sneakers for sure because I'm 
I'm a grown up now and I should not wear sneakers to those things, but I still do sometimes. Here's my, here's my fashion advice to you. I'm giving fashion advice. <laughs> and That's people how, are listening for this. Here we go. People, That's how people bad it's gotten People are rolling too. their eyes. We're now giving fashion advice on this podcast. If you've seen any, either of us in person, you'd know not to get this fashion advice. I would go to Old Navy and just buy like a, a, a pair of non-dress shoes that aren't sneaker shoes what about shoes that are like they look like bowling shoes but they're non-dress shoes what about that what about like quirky sort of dress shoes mm, yeah that's or is that you, too man. quirky that's you that's okay because there's a part of me that would be comfortable with those kind of things i think that'd be kind of fun like funny fun you could fun get away shoes. with that so you could get away with that i can hear if samantha's gotten this far she's like god no dad because in the winter you'd wear it with the orange hat and no, you can't do that. So, <laughs> and I would, in all fairness. All right. I think, I think you could get away with that. I'm trying to think of like, uh, like H&M, Old Navy, that, cause my biggest problem with shoes is I don't want to spend, like I said, no, I don't no. want to spend a crap ton of money on, on a pair of shoes that I either, that I'm just going to wear right through. Cause those are the, my only shoes that I wear or, I'm not going to wear it all only like two times. Like I think even, even my dress shoes, I only paid like 60 bucks for, which I, I think you can certainly spend a lot more for a nicer pair of dress shoes. Not that my Someone could, but I don't know that I am either. Right. Like I think that as long as they work, it's yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, oh, let me ask you this question. Do you have a, what do you cut the grass in? Do you have a pair of shoes? You, you know the answer to that, don't you? No, no. I've been told this. I cut I cut the grass in a pair of old golf shoes, like saddle shoe looking white, black in the middle tie up because they're waterproof. They're not. And they're like got little spikes in them. So it's kind of like so I wear those when I'm mowing the grass. Yeah, that's the look the neighbors give me, too. I am that's why we're not on video. You wear golf shoes to cut your grass. They're old. They're like, God, I don't they might be 15 years old. And they still work and they're what, waterproof. Why not? What else would what, I wear? What, when were you like, you know what? I'm going to wear those shoes to cut the grass. Because they were waterproof. And I didn't care if they got grass stained when I would, uh, if I was push mowing stuff or I got off the tractor. So, yeah. That's, that's something. I just have an old pair of Nikes. Yeah. But I mean, usually is... it trended down to sneakers. And, but this, this shoe, this, this pair of golf shoes I've been wearing, it's probably been eight or 10 years like outdoor junky kind of stuff to do if i'm not if i don't need boots it's kind of like them and they're comfortable they are very comfortable yeah good good for you good for you steve that's that's a new one Did not, you befuddled i am i am shook it all right um anything else you want to discuss this week any any other bombs you want to no, drop on me about something for about you I, yeah no that's good the shoes that you wear I at first I was like I the, didn't expect golf shoes. I was kind of expecting either you wearing like flip flops or just because I know you have a ride on just completely barefoot. Just oh, sometimes flip flops. It depends. That's true. Like it's, sometimes the reef flip flops, which are a good pair of shoes because they have the beer the beer opener, the bottle opener, at the bottom of them. You cut the grass even under. I hope that there's no OSHA supervisors listening to, no, to this. Let's hope they not are either. having a panic. No, I don't usually do it with the tractor, but it's even worse if you do it in the push mower, right? Like, I mean, God, you could run over your toes. So it's actually probably better if you're sitting on the tractor. You know what? This is very random. 
you know what I was told in, that I've realized is now now a myth that you have to wear jeans when you weed whack. Oh yes, yeah, I, I let that sail too. Right, yeah. Like I, I was told that a long time ago that that's like the it's role. probably the better thing to do because something could roll sure. over and and. But no, I yeah, I just get the hose when I'm done. If it's hot enough, then I just get the hose and hose my shins off, and I'm good. Yeah, or just jump in the shower. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Look at us. All kind Look of ground, us. baby. Well, wow. Well, I, I'm still shook over that fashion choice. Um, let's see. We are still on Spotify. We are not pulling off of Spotify unlike other, other people for the time being. Um, we're still on Amazon. I think we're on iTunes. I think there's maybe one more we're on. Um, when you're on those podcasting services, if you wouldn't mind giving us uh, some five stars, reviewing the show, all that jazz. We have an email. It's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Um, we have Twitter accounts. My Twitter handle is at stuff summer says yours is at Steve Samsel. Uh, other than that, if you cut your grass in golf shoes, please join Steve's support network and send us a picture. I, that, a picture the, of the first. I am going to, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. The first grass cut of the season, I will cut my, my grass and go, my golf shoes that are, I think my father's golf shoes who he never really ever golfs ever. So I don't there know you go. I even have them. That I was the other thing. Them. I wasn't golfing a lot of the time. So I needed to get some miles on them. So do you golf you in those, go- those golf no, shoes? I haven't done, no, okay. no, those okay. are, those are the yard shoes. I have a golf pair of shoes for okay. golf shoes. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Again, I'm still shook. All right. Goodbye. See ya.